How's it haunting, everyone? I'm Chris. And I'm Lena. And this is the How's It Haunting podcast. How are you doing today, Lena? I'm okay. Awesome. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. It's been an eventful week, and I'm still up and at them. Look at you going. Yeah, I was a little productive this week. Really? But all that aside, what is today's topic? This week's topic, it goes by several names. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, different countries, Yeti. What do we want to call it? Big Hairy Guys. <laughs> it's a different podcast. Yeah. This week's topic is Big Hairy Guys, but in a different way. The Big Hairy Guys that are the professional hide-and-seek players since the beginning of time. Bigfoot. And even though neither one of us has any Bigfoot experience. I don't have any Bigfoot experience. Do you have Bigfoot experience? No. But I've always been fascinated by the subject, and it is paranormal. Theories ranging from Bigfoot coming from a different dimension to- That's an interesting one. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> you, you Have you ever heard that one? No. no. <laughs> that, Out of all the research I did, no, that was not one I saw. That's a whole different episode. But yeah, Bigfoot supposedly comes from a different dimension. He's an interdimensional being, which is why no one has ever captured one. There are no skeletal remains, so on and so on. But that's neither here nor there, because this week is Bigfoot sightings, Bigfoot experiences. Do you remember the Patterson film? Yes, I do. I mean, if you're a paranormal person, you've seen this film so many times. I remember watching In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy with my dad when I was a kid. I loved yeah. that fucking show. I've seen it so many times. I can't even like pinpoint any time of when I saw this. Is it paranormal that Spock had a show called In Search Of, and now the new Spock rebooted the show In Search Of? What? I did not. I'm you so didn't... behind on No, I didn't know this. Oh, how do you not? Because I'm... I'm, not, I'm not a Trekkie. I wouldn't call myself a Trekkie either. I just love In Search Of. And I will tell okay. you that the new version is just as good as, as the first one. It doesn't... Really? Well, Leonard Nimoy brought more of a creep value. I mean, I, I hit the man's a creep or anything, but he... <laughs> it, that's what you made it sound like. No, well, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, I love the hell out of the guy. Rest I in peace. That voice just made the show so much more dark. Okay. What platform is this on this new show? You know, I don't know. You think I know that before I say stuff? <laughs> like, I, I'm just throwing darts, man. Hopefully, I'll hit a bullseye. Has an honors. You got to go look that. <laughs> show's still interactive. Damn you. But go, ch- yeah, you got to go check it out. Go I find will. and search. And they're not sponsors, or else I'd be on point with that shit. We'd be on point a lot more if we had <laughs> sponsors. Probably be canceled if we have sponsors. It's a good thing we don't have sponsors. But yeah, in, in search of good, Bigfoot, good. I have, so you're thinking that's where you saw your first Bigfoot video from? Yes. Although the Patterson film has been uh, proven to be a fake now. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. You, you know, I grow up thinking, hey, this is the first sighting of Bigfoot, possibly, for people who want to believe in it. Well, it was the first visual sighting. First visual evidence, yes. There you go. And that's it's been torn apart up. by many shows over the years. Even with all the technology and film effects and special effects they had, they couldn't do it again. So I don't know what this guy had that they didn't have. Foresight. Didn't he on his deathbed say, hey, by the way, um, we faked that whole thing. And then it was something like that. Yeah. That would be you on your deathbed about our friendship. It was all a lie. <laughs> Lena sucks. And then, <laughs> done. <laughs> That's the greatest practical joke you can ever have is to carry that shit on and then recant the whole shit right before you die. Roger Patterson. Good on you, sir. Hope you're resting in that peace. In that long. I'm not good like that. I would have, I would have told, yeah, it's fake. I'd have been like 10 days in. <laughs> Is this real? No, it's fake. I got you. And then been done with it. But he held on to it for 50 years, roughly. That's that's paranormal in itself. Most people cannot hold that in. That's a two people to keep that secret for that long. That's a conspiracy. They conspired <laughs> against us with their Bigfoot footage. Hey, it worked. I mean, we're still talking about it now. That, it, that. I like to think that we're talking about it more now than we did when we thought it was real. I don't know when he died. I don't unfortunately know when he died and it was proven to be false. So I don't know. Time frame. To know if I took, talked about it more or less. Well, if this is a Patterson film episode, we've have all that information for you folks, but we don't. Because so, it's not. It's not. It's a Bigfoot episode. Sit back, buckle in, and uh, let's get into some some Bigfoot shit. Chris, do you did you know that Bigfoot is actually just a shorthand, the common name for Sasquatch? I did. Look at you being all smart. You well, finally yeah. did research. Sa- Remember when 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 the six million dollar man fought. Bigfoot? They, didn't they refer no. to him as a Sasquatch? I've seen like maybe five episodes of that show. I think that was Andre the Giant playing the part of Bigfoot. Oh, Andre the Giant. Yeah. 
He's gone too. Maybe we can get him on this show Ooh. in a different way. Get some alcohol for him. Just be like, no, just get a Ouija board. Make it easy. Well, no, he, he was known to have drank the most alcohol in one sitting. Ooh, he kind of held look that how, record. Look how big he was. He did the most anything in one sitting. <laughs> The guy was huge. Why we relate Bigfoot stories on a giant, I, I don't know. It's just how it happens sometimes. It's just that way. I, I, I've seen pictures of him holding a beer can, and it's it's the most adorable thing you've ever seen. Yes. It fits right in the palm of his hand. And I'd be so frustrated having to, to drink shot glasses of beer as opposed to like <laughs> something bigger. Life was not fair for Andre Giant. No. And apparently life is not fair for Bigfoot either. Let's bring that back around. First documentation of Bigfoot was actually in 1865. In Oregon, local Native Americans, members of the Plateau tribes, identified Bigfoot as, in quotes, a stick Indian. All right. Okay. I'm intrigued. I was like, wow. There's so much Native American history that has the folklore of Bigfoot within their villages. So a, a lot of these sightings that I found happen to be in the northern part of the United States up into Canada. Have they ever discovered what they think are like Bigfoot bones or something like that? You see the footprints everywhere. There are no Bigfoot graves. No. And that's one thing I did find is that with so many people claiming to have hit a Bigfoot, to have somehow shot a Bigfoot, they're not finding any evidence of bones. Uh, One person did find what they thought was a skull and it came back to be just a rock. Uh, but it's, first of all, how old is this guy? It's, <laughs> they didn't really. They didn't want. They didn't, I, they probably didn't want people laughing at him, so they didn't give a name. Too anything. late. <laughs> <laughs> I found the skull. It, it, it's a big skull. It, they had it um, examined and everything, and then it was like, no, it's that's just not a rock. A skull. <laughs> first of all, how big is this rock that he's carrying around everywhere? It reminds me of um, Creep Show, where, oh. where Jordy Verrill finds the meteor and he's like, I wonder how oh. much they pay for it at the college. I'm envisioning this guy carrying a rock that gets a Bigfoot skull. But that's why he's interdimensional because he gets hit by a car and it fucking sends his ass right back to the other dimension. See, there you go. That makes sense. So it, the yeah. theory keeps going. It keeps going. The only thing I did find was these letters going back and forth between this gentleman and the FBI assistant director. This gentleman had sent hair that he had found convinced this is hair is bigfoot i know it to be i can't identify it i've looked there's there's no way for me to identify it it's not matching any of the other hair that i've ever come across so the fbi actually says that it's a type of deer but an older type of deer is it a doe a deer <laughs> a, a female, female deer. deer me and name i call myself a long, long way i set run. it up you knock it down so they're saying it's of a deer family origin so they returned it and said no it's not Bigfoot. So it's not like the FBI said, nope, this isn't Bigfoot. This isn't anything. He didn't say it was an actual deer or what kind of deer it was. So, I mean, it's up to us if we want to take it as that could possibly mean that Bigfoot could be some type of deer family origin or it was beneath them to even tell us what kind of deer fur it was. Okay. So what you're telling me is that this guy found like, oh, I found Bigfoot hair. I know. I'll mm-hmm. send it to the FBI. And the FBI is like, no, bro, that's just deer. So you're telling was, me that they're covering up? Like your theory is they're covering up because they think Bigfoot is real or they have proof that Bigfoot is real and they're trying to throw us off our tracks? Or I mean, are they saying we entertain the idea that Bigfoot is real, so we'll test it for you? And then they came up short. A little of both. <laughs> I, I like the conspiracy. I like conspiracy theories. So I like to go down that alley, but then you know, me being who I am, I like to go. Well, they couldn't really prove it was it. I mean, this FBI very they have a database of all the deer. So when you're looking at that, they're going to see oh, this follicle matches this kind of deer, and this, this, and this, and so they're going to go oh, it's of the deer origin, and this is the specific name for that deer that fur you gave us. But they didn't give us that. They just said oh well. The hair are of deer family origin is the exact quote. The only thing I got from that was <laughs> the FBI has a database of deer. You know, Man, I like conspiracy just... theories too, but that's another podcast. That's not this part. <laughs> this podcast is yeah, focused but, on I Bigfoot mean, sightings, especially this episode. This didn't, this didn't debunk it. It didn't say, hey, it's this deer and you're full of shit. Like, meh. Took the words out of my mouth. The FBI has a file on deer. They have file on every type of animal, so that when do, people do they say really? Crazy I mean, do they really? They have to. Do you think the I FBI mean, all has? The, they have access to 
all of the database of Smithsonian. Okay, they have access to. They have access to, but I wouldn't say the FBI has a file because, like, if you go I, to the FBI, I'm you're like, sure I need to know about FBI deer, and they're like, well, go- we have everything on file here, so there's no need to go anyplace else. I'm but sure if they wanted the to internet, know, yeah. they can go to different. Well, I can fucking look on the internet and found a fucking whole file on deers, but doesn't mean I'm gonna download it onto my computer. But this is so. But this is back in the '70s when that wasn't easy to do for us to just go. Oh, let me see. I look at this. This is this specimen. I'm thinking there's like a guy in a room somewhere. And they're, I mean, they're 1970s like, uh, yeah, it's, it's 1970s. He's in a room somewhere and they're bringing him an envelope full of fucking hair. And they're like, Hey, um, Bob, can you test this to see if it's Bigfoot? And he pulls the hair out of the envelope and he smells it, possibly tastes it and goes, nah, this is deer. And he throws it away. I'm thinking that's how the test went back in the 70s. I love that concept, by the way. But they did, could, they returned the hair to him, which we'll see. there you go. I had. To buy the book to hear the rest of that story to see if they actually sent him the correct hair. We didn't do that. that. No. But. Maybe once the show takes off, we can buy those newfangled buy those. books that people keep talking about. You know, to do real research on. Edu- educate ourselves a little more. So, so far, Bigfoot's an interdimensional being and the FBI has a file on him along yep. with all the deer. Yep. What else have you uncovered? This episode's going to make pirate ghosts look like the Shawshank Redemption. So, a bunch of people are. You know, bringing in these samples of like bone, hair, even poop, which is gross that you're picking up some random poop, by the way. And they're testing it and they come back either like dog or a type of bear. A lot of this stuff that's proven to not be Bigfoot, which I mean, then goes to prove your theory. What did you say, Chris? He's interdimensional. There you go. Comes in, gets hit by a car, bam, gets sent back. You know, I'm I'm not a poop expert by any means nor do i claim to be how big of of a piece of crap is that that you pick up and say oh my god this must be bigfoot and it turns out to be a dog like how how big is that dog and how how big is that lump that's just left there see when you first started talking like my first went to was jurassic park remember not the new not Uh, the remake the uh, first first jurassic park when uh, they come up that's one big pile of shit Yes, that's, Jeff yep, Goldblum, that's yeah. exactly it. And then they go in like the doctor does and, put, and puts her hand in it and pulls out. That's exactly my vision you do, of you what You do plan doing. on washing your hands before you eat anything. <laughs> that whole scene is exactly when you ask that question is where I went. I, I could know. imagine walking in the woods and going, oh, that is a huge pile <laughs> of shit. It must be Bigfoot. Honey, get my bag. <laughs> I, I got to put this in. Let's wrap it up in my T-shirt. <laughs> no, don't break it up. Make sure it stays home. And you got to put it in your car. And you got to, you got I mean, you probably won't make it back to the city in time to take it to wherever you're going to have it tested. So it's going to be in your car. And if it's summertime, it's going to be hot, you know, so things happen. And then you get to your house and you got to store it somewhere. So you put it in your garage where it's still hot and things are going to happen. So by the time you're taking this lump to get it tested, there's some serious smells going on. And then you find out that, oh, that's just a dog. And then you have to wrestle with the fact that that must be one big fucking dog. Or you find out that it's a big rock instead of a skull that you thought it was. Hunting Bigfoot is hard. Like you said, he's a, he's a world champion. He's of, a hide-and-seek uh, champion. Hide-and-go-seek. Not even his shit has and been captured. They're, they're not fighting any evidence. No bones, no poop, no hair, no skin, no nothing. So Bigfoot's like John Cena. You can't see him either. So here's my fascination with this whole Bigfoot thing. There are some videos that have something in it. Now, whether it can be explained that it's a bear doing some weird shit or something else more logical living in the woods that resembles a Bigfoot, I don't know. But people have witnessed things. And just like paranormal, when you say, I've seen a ghost or I've seen this happen, or, and we've had experiences that people are like, that probably didn't happen the way you think it did, but it did. So where do you draw the lines between crazy and paranormal just regular joes out there that have said i've seen something that i don't really want to call bigfoot and i have some of those stories i do like the idea that not everybody has the exact same bigfoot sighting story they're all a little different and they still believe what they believe for the most part people really don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks and you gotta admire that yeah i love that's my favorite part of this whole thing that being said do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? Mm, I guess I'll let you go first. I get to go first this time. All right. <laughs> so here we go. So the Hadesburg American at the HadesburgAmerican.com reports that in Jackson, Mississippi, 
On January 18, 2016, Mississippians gathered in downtown Jackson to share their stories of their personal experiences with Bigfoot. And the reason for this was that the show Finding Bigfoot on the Animal Planet Network had spent several days in Mississippi hunting the elusive creature. So what they did was they invited a bunch of people from the local area to come down, share their Bigfoot stories, and then they'd map out where these sightings took place. And then Finding Bigfoot would go out and look for said creature in these places. And I have a few stories from the area. The first one is Matthew Watson. And he says, I was coming home from work in April of 2011. And it was about 4.30 p.m. There's a little road that I take that has a little bridge. I go across the bridge and there's a power line cut down. I look to the left into the power line cut where there's usually some deer. But this time it was a nine foot tall hairy creature running across at full sprint. He says, like a linebacker running full speed down the line. It was amazingly shocking, he says. And by the time I stopped to turn around, it was gone. This massive creature. Now, Watson claimed that he immediately told his wife, Christy. And Christy says, I didn't believe him. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> Which is Imagine natural. a wife not believing her husband. What? Yeah, what? What do you mean by that? So despite his wife's disbelief, he is adamant. In his claims, and they report that his eyes glow and wide as he describes this extremely hairy, reddish-brown creature that he saw that day. He says the field was full of grass that was at least six feet tall. And this creature, take a linebacker and, and grow him up, he says, by three feet. And that's how big he was. He towered over this grass, running down full speed, he says, in his words... It was awesome, which sounds awesome to me. That sounds really great. I would love to have to, to witness something like that. Maybe I, I feel should like go. That would be your exact reaction, though. It was awesome. Maybe I should yeah. go Bigfoot yeah. hunting. Maybe. <laughs> Watson says he knows there are skeptics, but he shakes that off. I believe it. He says, "Animal Planet contacted me, and I thought maybe someone else believes me. Obviously, by the amount of people, somebody believes me, which is." why we have a podcast. <laughs> this is what we've witnessed. I bet someone else out there witnessed the same thing. So somebody believes me. And judging from you, how's it honors you awesome people. Somebody believes me <laughs> and Lena next witness in that area is Harvey Sprouse and Harvey Sprouse saw a Bigfoot in the mid 1980s. And he was a teenager. And for 30 years, he kept the sighting to himself telling one other person, his story. Wow. As he's reporting this to the people of Finding Bigfoot, his voice goes down to a whisper. So you know how when you're telling somebody something like you really don't want anybody else to hear? <laughs> that was his mannerisms in this one. He's like, hey, you know, I, I, I saw Bigfoot, but I really don't want anybody else to know. But he's telling it to a TV show. So there's that. Too late. Yeah, too late. It was probably back in 86 or 87. Me and a group of friends we're going down a gravel road. There was something standing on the side of the road. It just crossed right by us in front of the car. I can't explain it. He described as big, hairy, and at least eight feet tall. Sprouse feels that he can't come to any other conclusion other than he saw Bigfoot. I grew up watching all the Bigfoot movies and all that stuff, he said. It was the only thing I could figure it could be. So this is a guy that has witnessed something and he even denies himself. Because he doesn't want to tell this story. So he finally is reluctant to tell it. And he stands by his story. There's nothing else it could be. I don't know. If you're driving and that happened, I don't know what I'd do. Three strides and you're across the street? I don't care what street you're driving on. That's that's a big stride. I take three steps and I'm barely getting out of my chair. Pam Carter. See, Pam's a little different. Pam states, we are avid Bigfoot enthusiasts. I've been hunting him all my life. We've had encounters. My brother saw him within 10 feet of him. And came out to us on some property that I own probably three years ago. Producing pictures of a Bigfoot print in mud, Carter said her encounters with the creature, quote, would have made the hair on your arm stand up or any place else. It was very scary. So she's out in the open about it. Pam gives zero fucks. Good for you, Pam. Last one is Garrett Bell. Holding a weathered photo, Bell pointed to the dark image in the middle of the wooded area. The image was taken by a trail camera meant to capture photos of deer. If you get a magnifying glass, you can see it better, he says. You can see all his features. You can really tell. I see something. I can't tell if it's Bigfoot, but I definitely see something. It was strange. 
it scared me. So if you want to hear these stories, plus others, you can watch Finding Bigfoot on one of our favorite streaming services, Discovery+. Plus. And I love that story because it embraced the whole community's stories of their sightings and probably made them feel good. A little validation for what they witnessed. Yeah, because I read people are going like 30 years and not telling anyone, like you said. And there was a grandpa who who didn't tell anyone until the granddaughter was like older and in the research. He decided to tell her. It's like, dang, these people are really scared to tell people. And that's the beauty of shows such as this and, and our podcast as well. We may have an experience that somebody else had and you didn't realize how close proximity you were to a person that had that exact same experience that felt so alone. What do you got? The stories I have are in Washington and Oregon. I got these off of Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. So the first one is in November of 1978. Most of these don't have names. They were a little more scared of giving out their names on these stories. So the witness says, The creature we both saw was at least seven feet tall, possibly more, had bright red eyes, which kind of glowed in the near dark light conditions that we were in. This creature turned in front of me less than six feet away. It was a real hulk with a big barreled chest, massive arms and shoulders. And it was really impressive. In fact, it never even made a sound. When it turned to leave, it seemed to have floated away. It was very hard to keep calm. But I knew almost as soon as I saw those red eyes, this what this creature must have been. I have hunted and fished this county for years and have never seen anything like this happen before. But I truly wish I could see him again. To be as massive and to not make a sound, though, like you, you hear the kids running around here. They're making sounds and they're not big. They're not cryptids. <laughs> they, don't have to, they don't have to stay quiet. <laughs> to move so smoothly with that massive creature just look like it floats away. And that's one of those things is like you can naysay certain things because like, okay, we have Bigfoot creatures running around. How come we don't find this? Or how come we don't find that? Or why are they always so quiet? But it would make sense if they had any intelligence about them, they would want to keep all that a secret. Right. And they would be stealthy. How much noise does a deer make when he's walking through the woods? Can you hear him? I've never hunted deer, so I wouldn't know. And how, how often do you really pay attention to that stuff? Because you go camping, you hear things at night, you're like, oh, that's this or oh, that's that. Like, how do you keep a Bigfoot kid quiet? Don't grunt around those people. Because they'll take you away. It's mm-hmm. an interesting thought. What else do you have on Bigfoot? Uh, this person actually witnessed several different Bigfoots and had regular encounters with them. There is a younger male about seven feet tall and fairly thin built who would interact most often. So this is in 2011. About 500 pounds. Sasquatch has long hair on his head, shorter on his body, and a mixture of brown and red hair. An ape-like nose. Facial skin is very dark. He said that there is also very large males, mixed colors, so brown, gray, and white. Long on the head, shorter on the body, and he was human-like nose. One time, they were able to observe it next to an object of a known dimension. Later, they went out to measure it. And the height and width of the shoulders in relation to the object, this individual was comparably measured at nine feet tall and five feet wide. I'm like trying to picture that, like how humongous that is. He's as wide as some people are tall. Like me? If you like laid across Rick's shoulders, you guys would be able to go as Sasquatch for Halloween. You just have to figure out (laughs) arms, but that'd be a great costume. Just throwing it out there. Rick, get on it, buddy. I know you can do it. I mean, he would only need what, like two and a half feet of stilts to make him taller. Get some fucking stilettos. Just do that. Make some Bigfoot feet out of stilettos and put your wife on your shoulders. Bigfoot Halloween. Side note, don't shave between now and then. At least these sightings are on point with the height. They're roughly around the same height. This witness said the females are more shy. They have seen her silhouette. Her voice is different than the males. Like how? But how? Because they don't really explain. Maybe the yelling? Maybe. She's reported to smell very good while the males smell very bad. But isn't that like humans too? Are we still talking about Bigfoot or are we still talking about people? Because (laughs) we're talking about Bigfoot. They used to feed him a variety of food. They seem to like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, until they died because you didn't know what Bigfoot was supposed to eat. So while I was there, the plate was on the hood, but the sandwiches had been thrown on the ground. These sandwiches were made using white bread. Normally, the witness used wheat bread. Eventually, Sasquatch did like the white bread. Oh, look at Piggy. Trying to say healthy. 
treat you, can't, you. You can't judge him from trying to be a little healthy. The witness also was on his front porch, and the younger male was standing in the bushes about 30 feet away. The witness patted its chest and said, Dad, three times. And the Sasquatch patted his chest and said, Gah. So they're communicating directly with the Bigfoot. Yes. My thought was, how are you brave enough to do that? I don't care how many times I see this thing. I, I would probably never try to communicate with it like that, especially knowing how big it is. Like, I don't want to piss it off. That's the level of, of looking into the paranormal. If you take me to an abandoned place, like, and I expect to see a ghost, my mind said, I expect to see a ghost. I expect to see a ghost. I can control my fear knowing, fingers crossed, that this thing can't hurt me. But you go out to the woods and you see a nine foot fucking creature. I'm not going to sit there and try to communicate with it. I'm going right? to try to take as many pictures as I can as I'm running away from this thing. This person had the goal to just try to communicate. Like, who does that? Because not me. Oh, man. See, and I don't want to call bullshit on the story, but I'm, I'm leaning towards that way because he had me until he's like, oh, yeah. And then Bigfoot came by and I gave him a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And I learned that, you know... He doesn't like white bread. Well, it was on the hood, the car, peanut butter jelly sandwiches, I guess, with wheat bread were taken. But when it was made with white bread, they were usually thrown on the floor. What's this guy's name? They, he doesn't say. Oh, Remember, I told you that all of these people don't say. Okay. And it's like, none of them do. Hey, none Bill, what did you do this weekend? Oh, nothing. Just sat around the house and ate some sandwiches, Bigfoot, talked a little bit about my dad, and then he took off. I'm kind of not digging this one. You usually don't like them if I say them. Well, yeah, I wouldn't talk about stuff I don't like. Makes sense. It's not paranormal. You know, it's a nice story. If you would have ended with, and then I gave Bigfoot a peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I can't even say it. And then I gave Bigfoot a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it was gone the next day. And okay, good story. But once you start adding on, oh, he doesn't like white bread, and then we communicated for a little bit. That's when it starts to to lose a little bit for me. I'm not saying it's not, it didn't happen to him. I'm just saying this, the story is just losing it a little bit for me. That's all. So the next story took place during the winter of 1978-1979. In the same area, this witness tells their uh, recollection they were at the watchtower. And it was a very, very stormy day and it had a really high surf happening. They saw a man-like figure walking down off the grassy area into the beach. At first, I did not think too much of this person out on the sand. Then I watched the figure near the edge of the water. It was waving his arms up and down and facing the surf and tower. There was another person on the tower with his daughter and they saw the figure too. We looked at each other with a what the hell is this look, but said nothing and continued to watch this figure standing on the beach. At this point, I noticed a pickup truck with its lights approaching on the beach from the south. And the scale of the figure really struck me. It had to be a good eight feet or taller the figure quickly turned and moved very fast off the beach before the truck was in range it did not run but rather strode the 30 or so yards to the dunes it took one step up the embankment and it was gone i was all excited and scared on what i'd just seen i decided to go near the parking lot where the figure came down on the beach to see if i can get another look at it as i approached the beach i became even more afraid, the wind was so strong, I could hear nothing but the roar of the surf and the howling of the wind through my coat's hood. And my dog was anxious and stayed close. I went to the beach and found where it came down the sand hill. And the sand was all torn up from its passage. But when I discovered the hill, it was an easy 10 foot high. And I really became fearful and decided to return to my car and leave instead of following the tracks to the grass. A vivid picture of the sandy color figure standing near the surf, waving its arm, still stays with me 30 years later. Whoa. See, I like that one. That <laughs> because good. they went, they saw what this, this thing did with like one step. And they're like, no, but it's way too big for me to be even kind of looking for. Well, it fits. It fits as a story when it comes to Bigfoot. Then again, depending how many times the first people witnessed Bigfoot, because maybe by that time they're like, here's that fucking Bigfoot thing again. <laughs> so there's that. But it flows better for me. I like that one. You didn't know your story was going to be judged, did you? I did. And that's why I went through so much work trying to find the right stories. But they're all good, though. I they're very they're entertaining. Judged. They're very entertaining. I know they're always judged. Still good, though. You're still you're still ahead of the class. I don't know about that one. Well, there's only one person in the class. Oh, me? You're the teacher? <laughs> that's it. That yeah, there's only one person. Oh, okay. So you're still ahead. Top marks. <laughs> good job. Way to go. Pat on the back and whatnot. So, Chris, do you have any stories that I can judge you on now? I'm surprised you didn't judge me on my first story. I was waiting for it. Or was it that good? All right. So check this it was one out. just that good. I know, right? 
the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, or BFRO.net. Report number 36153. So in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, on Thursday, July 25th, 2019, my girlfriend and I, not my girlfriend, but in the article, my girlfriend and I were hiking. Okay, first of all. (laughs) I love you cleared that up, by the way. You had to clear it up. Well, (laughs) I want to sleep tonight. So in the story. Well, you'll sleep tonight. It wouldn't be until it was released. Valid. Good point. I have a week. So this person who does not give his name states, on Thursday, July 25th, 2019, my girlfriend and I were hiking in Mayflower Basin, south of Colorado State, Highway 91. We were up in the basin, and Helen had gone ahead to the foot of the basin. I was about 100 yards off the three minor log cabin remnants sitting on a rock enjoying peanuts and water. Looking west, I saw a very large brown biped approach the snow and seek to climb it. The biped was unable to climb up over 20 feet, move back down laterally to its right and then down to the ground off into the snow it then walked on two legs briskly to the right subsequently out of my view about four to five minutes later a hiker with his dog came walking down the trail and i later saw this brown biped from time to time walking above the snow cornice southbound didn't see it again i just want to clear up that everything i'm reading is quoted so if it doesn't make sense blame the fucking guy who said it i do love how he doesn't call it Bigfoot. He doesn't. Tries to stay highbrow. I like the way he calls out everybody else's name but his. Helen returned to me. We discussed, then walked down the locked gated prohibited cars into the basin to walk with the hiker. His name was Robbie, see? And his dog's name is Dallas. He even called it the fucking dog's name. We agreed to scale up the trail to where I had seen the brown biped. There he goes again. Helen took longer, but Robbie and I reached the area, found handprints in the snow in an arch, one print lower, three big fingers, and one thumb. It's the four-fingered Bigfoot. Don't worry about I got to get through this. Footprints. I'm going to mute myself so I'm not laughing anymore. <laughs> Footprints were not descriptive of toes. Arch heel. We took iPhone photos and will share if interested. So they took photos and then tried to walk the same path as this creature they witnessed. And he says that the creature moved quickly. And even though... He was in decent shape, and the guy that he was walking with was in decent shape. They couldn't go through this as easy and as fast as this uh, quote-unquote biped did. And this was now about 2.30, and when I had seen the biped, it was about 1.45. Returned back to the dirt road and to the parking lot by bushwhacking through the forest. So they shortcutted it through. And the way the article has it, they have it broken down to uh, what they all noticed, what others witnessed, other stories when they Googled Bigfoot sightings in the same area in 1998 and in 2003, along with multiple sightings in the park dating back to the 1800s. Now, my favorite thing about this article is that there's a follow-up investigation by BFRO. The investigator, Scott Miles, states, after speaking with the witness on the phone and reviewing the photos, we made plans to meet at the sighting location. On Monday, August 19th, I drove to the sighting location with BFRO investigator Scott Walter. We met the witness late morning at the main Mayflower Gulch parking lot on CO91, about five miles south of Copper Mountain. We drove a short distance from the parking lot back to the trailhead of Mayflower Gulch and hiked less than a mile back to the gulch to the exact location that the witnesses had this sighting. The sighting location is High Alpine Valley, dead ending in a bowl with 12,000 feet plus ridges around the south end. We stood at the white rock mentioned by the witness where he was sitting when he saw the large figure about 0.2 miles away. The witness gave a detailed account of the sighting on July 25th, pointing out the exact locations of the creature, the nearby trail, and grove of trees the other person mentioned in the report while he was hiking with his dog. The witness's account of the location was consistent with the written report and the phone conversation I had prior to meeting him at the location. The distance from the witness to the top of the ridge where the creature was observed, in my judgment, short enough to be able to accurately assess the size of the creature compared to the hikers on the trail of the ridge. So then he goes on to validate everything the witness said. Scott and Scott, they're both named Scott, they went out there and they referenced the distance from the sighting 
to where the creature was or so how someone can accurately assess the, the height of this creature and that it could not be confused with anything else. He closes by saying overall Scott W and I were impressed with the witness's account and his knowledge of Colorado wilderness, wildlife and the area of the sighting. He is a retired corporate executive with excellent communication and observational skills. He has over 50 years of experience in the Colorado backcountry as a hunter hiker, and skier. I believe that he saw exactly what he reported and was a witness to a Sasquatch, probably a young individual that accidentally or naively got caught up in a compromising situation in the daytime in a fairly high traffic area. So you have a guy who witnessed, doesn't say his name, but you have a guy who witnessed something during the day as he's hiking, says, this is what I saw along with my girlfriend, some random dude and his dog, two agents from this place go out to verify and they confirm and they believe him so at least he gets validation for what he witnessed i mean what he witnessed how big this thing was compared to these hikers and where they were it was was a very very similar story not the same story but similar well and in most cases it would be you know you what are you going to see when you i'm out there i see a bigfoot hey look he's moving he looks that big (laughs) oh shit and then you move on with your life because nobody's going to believe you Right. What do you got? I got my stories off of desert.com. John Mower. His name is John Mower. And he's a construction worker, too. It would have been funnier if he was a gardener, but. He should have been a gardener. That would have fit perfect. He's a 40 year old man and he seems to attract Bigfoot. Like sexually? He's seen Bigfoot way too many times so he's seen the creature nine times in utah between 1968 and 1990 he stopped going outside his wife unfortunately had cancer so after 1990 he didn't really go outside as much as he had done before now i just feel bad i mean to be able to have nine sightings of bigfoot it's just obscene amount of times. I would say seeing Bigfoot twice in one lifetime is a lot. I mean, that's like lotto number type I'm thinking of. He's like the guy that gets struck by lightning multiple times. Right? That's pretty cool, though. Maybe I'm blessed to be able to have this happen. People think I'm crazy, but there's a lot of activity. He says that the closest encounter was 30 feet away from him, but it was witnessed by not just him, his entire family of six. The encounter occurred on a winter evening in 1990. Motors suddenly stopped their truck at the top of a canyon to avoid hitting something in the road and that something turned out to be Bigfoot. So the creature was about 30 to 40 feet away. They saw it for five minutes clearly in the vehicle headlight. So it's like stuck at like a deer in a headlights type thing? Yeah. I'm like five minutes. Like after like two minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm backing up. I'm just going to go back to wherever. Well, I'll tell you this. As a guy who had a podcast that was just by himself at one point, five minutes is a long fucking time. Oh, there was his family of six. So there are six of them all together in this car for five minutes. That's a long stare at a Bigfoot or just a big creature in general. If I pulled up and there was a bear in the road for five minutes, that's four and a half minutes of me not being there. It wouldn't take me long to just take off. What's the that's, point? He said that all of his nine experiments. Experimented on Bigfoot? He ta- take his hair to the FBI? And his poop. And his poop. Don't forget that. All nine experiences startled him, but some were more frightening than others. He believes that Sasquatch radiates evil. What? He really like mm-hmm. Sasquatch as evil? Yeah, that's his thing. Hmm. He says some of his relatives tremble during the joint sightings. He's seen them mostly with other people. Some tremble. I'm hoping that's all they did. Oh, that's not too out of the ordinary, though. I mean... Right? Trouble is fine. Like, yeah, I thought, like, he was like, oh, other things, like, someone peed themselves or something. That's, like, that's not out of the ordinary saying. either. I would expect someone to piss themselves. <laughs> if someone said, I saw Bigfoot and I pissed myself, I wouldn't think of that as an exaggeration or a figure of speech. I would just keep rolling with the conversation. He says his dog cowered and hides when he sees them, yeah. when he's with them. His horses stand there and shake. And if as a horse is shaking, I'd be running away from that bit. He says, if you see Bigfoot with red eyes, it's best to stay away. There are those who believe he may have less than peaceful intentions. So this is another person that also sees the Bigfoot with no, red eyes. No, it's the same eyes. guy. He, he says, this is him. He says that there are other people who also believe that. Well, didn't your other story, the guy said he saw Bigfoot with oh, red eyes. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. With red eyes. Yeah, I forgot I'm, about that guy. That, I, I didn't. Imagine that. I, I was paying attention to you. 
It's highlighted. It's highlighted too. Perfect. It is on my other story. See, I'm engaged. I'm, I'm, engaged. I'm with it. I'm, I'm engaged <laughs> this whole Bigfoot thing. I was listening to everything you said. So Mara usually has a rifle with him. And so he's thankful because most of the experiences he's had with Bigfoot, he's like, I have my steady rifle with me. Gun? Is a rifle going to fucking take him out though? Like, I don't know. It's a mild inconvenience. So I'm saying like, is it just to do like some warning shots or something? Well, let me ask you a question. At what point do you start carrying the rifle? Is it after the second Bigfoot encounter? Or is it like, I'm never going to see this guy again. And then like three times, four times. Well, he's an avid hunter and he lives out in Utah in like. Oh, so he just walks around with a gun anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That was my actual next line as a avid fisherman. <laughs> I got to stop doing that. He's like, I never go looking for Bigfoot. I'm never there to just go find him. I'm not searching for Bigfoot. They choose it time. For when you get to see him, I will never and never have hunted for Bigfoot. So he's like, let me get this straight, people. I don't go looking for Bigfoot. Bigfoot come looking for me. Basically. Nice. He's like, there's some kind of barrier that prevents a creature from being seen. It's like a veil. It'll just pop open to you out of the blue and he'll be there. And just as quickly, he'll be gone. Oh, that's the interdimensional Bigfoot right there. There you go. That's just pulling back your interdimensional stuff. Yeah. He's watched Bigfoot cover steeple ground gracefully like a big animal. And is usually it vanishes into a cover of the forest. He describes Bigfoot as very tall, over seven foot tall. But he's more slender than what everyone else is saying. You know, that last guy that was like five feet shoulder width. He's like, he's not that big. I'm still thinking of you and Rick. uh, They're black in color, sometimes hints of red. So that makes sense with that one that said it was like multicolored with the red. If you're looking at something that has hints of red, you're just going to have that brown. This guy is describing the similar features as the other people that I have talked about. It would also be good camouflage against those trees. He says he has very human-like face, although it's thick with hair. Most of the creatures look back at him and they give him a what do you want stare like i'm waiting for him to be like gangster what do you want fool i was thinking that too like what bitch <laughs> right what are you looking at i'm don't bigfoot motherfucker and while they watch his every move more says that they otherwise don't seem all that concerned with his presence so they're not scared of him at all well maybe he senses that he's not a threat maybe he senses and not in the way that i'm bigger than you but just maybe this guy has got a good heart and he's just like i know he's not be. gonna bother me so oh. i'm gonna flash him every time i see him Bigfoot's naked. So Mower says he's a bear hunter. He's hunted cougar and other big game. And there's nothing like a Bigfoot. Nor is the overwhelming body odor that accompanies them. He doesn't say like you smell them before you see them. But that's what I get out of that statement, by the way. Yeah. Despite the fear associated with the sightings, Mower said the experience always makes him want to seek after the creature. But because he's so mixed of fright and curiosity, he doesn't. He's like, I'm not afraid to go into the woods, but I'm not trying to find him. But his last thing was, I believe people may see Bigfoot not recognize him. And they might just shrug off what they see. Nine times. It's your turn, Chris. What you got for us? I don't know if I want to follow that. Okay, so for my third and final story, it comes from KHQ.com, KHQ News. This one took place in the Sherman Pass. Washington. And the title of this article on KHQ.com is, It was nine feet tall and a thousand pounds. Man shares his Bigfoot experience after viral post about sighting. So a man who calls himself Gary, because he was not comfortable using his real name, said while working in the Sherman Pass area, building logging roads, had a Bigfoot encounter. He and his crew spent six days a week up there. And a lot of the times, It was just them. Gary goes on to say that often he heard otherworldly screaming, stick pounding. And when they worked the, uh, the quote, hoodal shift, so I guess that means a night shift. Never heard that phrase before. Neither have I. But when they worked a hoodal shift, uh, they heard a lot more. Gary's story is that one day while working alone because his crew had quit, probably because of all those noises, they don't really say, he was on an excavator installing a a culvert. And as he turned, he had a face-to-face meeting with a Bigfoot. He believes it to be a female Bigfoot, around nine feet tall and a thousand pounds. Completely black, it walked across a 20-foot wide road in three strides. So this thing was pretty big. (laughs) No kidding. Three strides. There it is. Three strides again. Three strides. Gary got out of the excavator and jumped into his vehicle and, quote, took off the hell out of there. He went straight to the BIA office, informed them of what he had witnessed, and told them that they needed to get someone up there with him. 
because he states they knew what the hell was going on up there. A representative of the office drove back with Gary and stayed with him the rest of the day. Upon arrival at the site, Gary showed the representative of the BIA the footprints. Shocked, the representative told Gary he should probably keep this under his hat. So the guy, like, you know what? Just don't tell anybody. You'll be fine. So (laughs) Gary goes on to mention large pieces of equipment damaged, lights, and other machine parts were twisted and left next to the machine that it came from. Ultimately, yeah, imagine that. Like, you go to work one day. Oh, I don't want to. I do. That'd be so awesome. You're not the one getting twisted up. You'll be fine. You're, just, you're okay. not paying I for mean, it. I mean, as long as it's not my stuff that I have to replace. Yeah, let the company deal with it. Ultimately, motion sensor cameras were installed in the area to watch over the employees as they continued their work. So yeah. the company's like, we got to put cameras up here to see what's going on. They lost money on the stuff that he wrecked. They say it for their employees, and we all know it's really. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> And oh I, yeah, just for the boys. Wink, wink. Oh yeah, this is for you, Gary, yeah, if that is your real name, and everybody else to make sure you're safe. No, it's to protect the equipment. We all know that. But they captured something. Oh, did they? Oh yeah. Now, what they did catch is what went viral. Now, he's never seen the footage from these cameras. It was kind of leaked to him that the footage was destroyed because the company didn't want that scene to become a tourist area. <sighs> Of course. However, there is a clip on this website, and it's something major. It's very small. It's clearly the outline of something. Gary said he felt compelled to come forward with his story after seeing the pictures of the Bigfoot from a WSDOT camera that went viral. So he didn't see the evidence from the company. Okay. He's He just saw it on the internet. Uh, so okay. he learned in the, in the worst way possible. In the worst way possible? In the worst way, because he's like, I know that there's footage out there. Because he heard, like, I guess through the company Grapevine, you can say, that they destroyed any and all evidence from the sighting. Because they didn't want tourists. And then, you know, you're like cruising the internet one day and you're like, hey, I'm, I, I know that place. I've worked there. Oh, there's a Bigfoot sighting there. That would suck. <laughs> like, you, you can leak that on the internet, but you can't tell me and I'm an employee. And I guess the question just remains, do you believe Gary? Because that's not his real name. So Yeah, because he doesn't want to get fired. I'm sure he probably still works with that company. I wonder what his real name is. That'd be cool if he said, like, don't call me Terry. My name's Gary. That's the end of this story. What do you got? I found this story and I was like, it's not really my backyard, but it's in California. Nice. Do you know Avocado Lake? Oh, fuck off. They did not see Bigfoot at Avocado Lake. No way. Near. So this is taken from KMPH.com news. I know that news outlet. You son of a... You know what? But I want to hear what you think and then I'm going to tell you the story because actually the story is pretty good. I don't know this story. I know I know the lake. I know the news outlet, but I okay. didn't know there was a Bigfoot around here. Like, I've never heard that story growing oh, up here. better. Oh, it gets God. better. Okay. So this is Fresno County, California. I've heard of that place. I visited it for a family reunion a long time ago. Nice. I thought you looked familiar. Story starts off. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just loving this way too much, aren't you? You're like, this is right next to Chris. He's He probably lives like right next to the Bigfoot. And he doesn't know it. Yes, that was actually, I was like, this guy, it's a family of Bigfoot, by the way. So I, I do have a Bigfoot experience then. The experience is that we're neighbors. Right? So near Avocado Lake, there's a local farmer who saw a family of five or six Bigfoot running on his ranch in the middle of the night. Said one of them was extremely tall and had a pig over its shoulder and the five scattered the one with the pig ran, but you didn't see an irrigation pipe and, and tripped over it. And the pig went flying. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Human or Bigfoot, whatever you happen to be, you trip over something that's funny. So in the last five years, there have been three Bigfoot sightings in all of the same area of East Fresno County. Wow. I would have never guessed in a million years that you would have told me there were Bigfoot on Shield or Ashland Avenue. So I want to Holy I want cow. to What's going on? Is it for real? Five years ago, a woman called saying that her two sons had just seen a Bigfoot in their orchard one afternoon. A few years later, the same gentleman received a call from a man who said he saw five Bigfoot. That's the one 
in an orchard across the street from his house. Turned out it was the same orchard where the boys had seen him the year before. Now the local farmer says that he's seen several times Bigfoot on his property. And he's like, what are the odds of three people, three different family who don't know each other within a two to three mile radius, come and tell me they witness it and they all match up. He said on uh, a Bigfoot expedition a few years ago, he came back to his truck to find prints on his car. They had a local DNA expert test them. And according to the prints, they match up with that of a gorilla. Gonzalez, the lead person in charge of these paranormal activities out there in Fresno, he has a footprint mold he believes of Bigfoot. He retrieved in the same orchard. He goes on to say, I believe there are a lot more people out there who have seen these things and are keeping it to themselves. They don't want to go out and tell people they don't want to be ridiculed. So he says, come out. It's time for you guys in the valley to realize that you have Bigfoot. And if you see him, let him know. There you go, Chris. Wow. <laughs> I, I told you, you're going to hate me at first, but it's a great story. It's great. If it was a just a small chunk of something i wouldn't have done it but it was just so good and being right there next to you i thought it was gonna be a horrible story because you're like avocado like nothing ever happens like that around that is good well done pat myself on the back good there. job you should i need to find a la bigfoot just to break even it's like a nine foot tall hipster seriously by now if there was a, a bigfoot in la he is a hipster yeah we'll be best friends great Wow, that's cool. That is really cool. I didn't know that I could go Bigfoot hunting in your backyard, in my own backyard. <laughs> I want to move over to that area now. I've never been to Avocado Lake. I know that like there's a lot of deaths over there. Is that the same lake we talked about, or the one that has a lot of drowning? Yeah, is that's that the, the one. Same lake? That's okay. the one. I'm gonna go get some EVPs. It's a one stop <laughs> shop for the paranormal. You can go there. You can you can see Bigfoot. It's by water, so maybe um, La Garona. Yeah, exactly. And Bigfoot. So Bigfoot ghosts. Look at Fresno. Look wow. at you guys. Yeah, we got it all. Good for you, I Fresno. Knew. I could be the Utah guy at Fresno and see Bigfoot like 10 times. That'll be, that'll be awesome. Yeah. But if, that's a whole family though. Five? <laughs> that he tripped. He ran, tripped in the fucking Bigfoot. To me, it's the details in the story to let you know the authenticity. Like who makes up Bigfoot tripped? You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the last thing you know it's thinking. Yeah. It, it, either you're a great writer or that happened. But then that other people uh, affirmed it that. There's, yeah, other there, people. There are there are Bigfoot sightings as well. Yeah. Big. Hey, I saw Bigfoot. What was he doing? He was running that way. Okay, pff, you're lying. Hey, I saw Bigfoot. What was he doing? He ran that way, dude. He tripped and he dropped his pig, and then he got back up and he took off running again. Like, well, this guy's got something. Oh, well, there you go. How's it, Honors? Lena wins. It's not a contest, but you're winning. <laughs> That's the first time I've that heard is you say well that. Well done. One. I'll tell yeah. you what. That whole story is news to me. Because I didn't know about all this. Speaking of news, we have someone who brings you the paranormal news every week. Ghost and shit. Are you trying to mute your mic so you don't laugh? <laughs> oh, sorry. That was an accident. Yeah, it was not. No, that, one, that second one was an accident. <laughs> okay, how's it, Haunters? There is a new movie coming out, The Inheritance. So the plot is a woman inheritance takes her to Europe where she will uncover dark and disturbing family secret. You know, the normal. She is alone in a former family manor. Paranormal occurrences in the home begin and slowly intensify. She is forced to face her fear to uncover dark secrets lurking in her family history. And the deeper she dives into the secrets of the home passage, the more horrifying the answers become. The Inheritance premiered in the Catalina Film Festival, September 2020. Now you can watch The Inheritance On Demand starting april 13th this actually looks interesting i sent the trailer to chris what did you think i'm interested if i can get it on demand or one of my streaming channels i'll probably watch it i watched the trailer i mean it doesn't look bad it looks pretty good i'm intrigued yeah. i'll watch it i mean i'm gonna also watch paranormal activity 9 it's not saying much it's streaming i'm definitely gonna watch it depending on how much it costs very true if they're charging um, 20 bucks like they can fuck off but if it's free with another streaming service then i'll watch it 10 bucks i'll pay 10 bucks there's a new TV series, Linnea Quigley's Paranormal Truth. There are 12 30-minute episodes set to premiere later this month on Amazon, Tubi, and other demand platforms. The show is presented by MAHA Films, Scream Queen Productions, and Red Rock Entertainment. This is going to be talking anything from vampires, exorcism, devil worships, to supernatural hauntings. Each of the episodes of Paranormal Truths 
We'll take viewers behind the myths and realities of each subject with interviews from leading investigators around the world. And the series will dive into the world never seen before. Not for nothing, but that sounds like In Search Of. Right? I'll watch it. It sounds interesting, but they might as well just call it In Search Of. Right. No, I get it. But you know us. We're paranormal junkies. We'll watch. Junkies. Watch anything to get that fixed. Anything paranormal that we can get our hands on. Yeah. You know how many hours I devote to Discovery Plus? (laughs) Probably why my husband hasn't gotten it for me because he's like... Yeah, but oh, distractions way too much. You got to get it on the DL and just like, oh, hey, we, by the way, we have this too. It's worth it. It's really worth it. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, and so going to be on Amazon. Amazon. Two Amazon B's, Prime. Two B's free too. So when is this coming out again? It Later this month. There's no exact date. No release date. Mm-mm. All right. What else you got? A new location was uh, opened up in Ohio. Benton County Historical Society are now allowing the public to book investigations in the Hordage House train depot. There's going to be a small fee, but all the money will go to preserving the historical sites. Before this, they didn't let any public investigations. These are places that are known to be haunted. So now they're going to let people come in. So if you're in in that area. That's a good idea anyway. I mean, if you have these buildings that need charitable funds to maintain, why not open them up to ghost investigators and rent it for the night? Absolutely. I agree. Say there wasn't known ghosts, but if they need some financial, I'd say let it because you never know. You never know. There could be ghosts that weren't active. Any old building promoting it. You guys want to save your buildings? Tell paranormal investigators this much money for this amount of hours? They'll go for it. And I, people I, I pay. Know it. Yeah. People, people pay. No problem. I'll start a GoFundMe so I can... <laughs> That's cool. That's that's positive. I like that. What okay. else you got? Ghost Hunters capture a moment music box moves by itself in a 170-year-old pub. The paranormal investigators who posted on the House Scouts YouTube channel were investigating a pub in Liverpool when they made the discovery. A camera was pointed at the music box as it's left on the table inside the building, which is said to be over 150 years old. Chris... And Adam of the team said that the movement of the music box has gone on for a period for around 20 seconds. And so there's actual footage of this. Look up Ghost Capture Moment music box. You'll be able to see this. And actually, we're going to have Chris watch this now. I had to watch it a couple of times just to see what I was really seeing. Hmm. Okay, interesting. So you second guessed what you saw. So you watched it again. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't wait. Let's watch this. You know, this is only like an hour-long podcast. Oh, that's what I was saying. It goes on for a while. Okay, but I'm I'm watching. You can turn it it down, and we can talk while you watch it still. Oh, I didn't know that was an option. My first time watching it, is it the light that's moving? Uh, That could be someone behind the scenes like I can see. Yeah. This is how I feel about these types of videos. First, this stuff can be faked in so many ways. True. You don't know what's real or not. So... I dismiss that. It's like, okay, let's take that out of the equation. Let's say these are guys who are genuinely ghost hunting and want to find something. They put the music box on the table. They walked out. Okay. So then your logic points kick in. Is it a light? Is something shifting? Is the music box vibrating? Is that why it's moving in that way? Don't know. There's a lot of different ways you can analyze it. Just watching this video for what it is, a music box sitting on a desk, it's spinning slowly, like really slow. Yeah. If you go to uh, dailyrecord.co.uk and view this video, they speed it up for you halfway through. I buy it. If it's not real and they're like, oh, fooled you guys. Well, then so what? Whatever. By looking at it, it looks like the guy put the music box on the table and he walked out. The only logical explanation that I would say is that it's vibrating and that's why let's move. I would put it on a surface that is not as smooth. Try and debunk it a little bit. Yeah, I, I get that. And that's kind of why I, I watched it after that too is to see is it moving with that and i didn't really see it moving with those noises no what else yeah okay paranormal investigator claims to speak with skin suit killer ed gein spirit the spirit of ed gein who died in 1984 following two murder convictions and mutilating nine corpse allegedly tells a paranormal investigator to Put on the suit. The paranormal investigator claims to have contact the spirit from beyond the grave, which is in a new documentary for Discovery Plus. Oh, wow. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. He is the one who inspired the films for Silence of the Lamb and Psycho. 
So, Chris, you're going to go watch this on uh, Discovery Plus when it comes out? Oh, of course. That's what Discovery Plus is for, to watch the awesome stuff. I wonder how far <laughs> they're going to go into the whole Ed Gein thing, though. Yeah, I don't know. Is it but... just about this guy? Because, I, I mean, I don't know if I can handle that much content of this guy saying, yeah, I talked to him. It all depends on what the show is about. Give a good balance. Discovery Plus, we'll see what you got. But everything, <laughs> everything on there. I know. You keep that. I mean, maybe they'll start sponsoring us and I don't have to go through my husband to get it. Man, I need to stop talking about it because they're not kicking anything down. That's cool. What else you got? There's a new list out of 23 paranormal sightings in North Lincolnshire, including visits from the devil. Oh, he's showing up. They put out a list of all these different places within Lincolnshire Forest. I mean, 23, including the devil? Well, I don't know if I want to go there then. I mean, are you really going to see him? Do you think he has that kind of time? For me, no. Hey, well, today is, is today the 25th? Because I got I got to be in... Where in the fuck they're going? I have to be there Saturday. I can't miss this again. I was supposed to be there last Saturday, and I wasn't there. <laughs> People got disappointed. But it, it'd be a nice investigation. It'll be right. on my uh, bucket list tour whenever I get over there. I guess I should have waited to have gone later in my life instead of so early in my life to not know all this stuff. Go back again. You miss, you always miss the devil if you think about it, because you missed the devil bridge last time. Go check yeah. out Don't Burn Your Bridges. And now you missed. I was supposed to go Stonehenge. There you and then go. You missed going well, the to devil there. wasn't there. I, yeah, I missed a lot of stuff. We'll, we'll talk to the spouses and we'll, we'll plan a European tour. That would be fun. What else you got? Next, I have an update. Update. So professional. So goddamn professional you are. <laughs> Go on, let it all out. Your gel's still there in Florida. Still waiting oh, for God. you. It's still, it's still for sale? It's well, nobody... still for sale. Okay, but who wants a jail in Florida? So I got two little updates on it. One, I was given information from a house at Haunter who's from Florida. He was like, uh, not just ghosts that are hanging out in that place, by the way. So be careful. But as it's being told, they're actually still giving tours and operating paranormal ghost club meetings and stuff. Even it, though it's on sale for 140K for 0.23 acre lot. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of land. I know. It's also in Florida, but I mean, it's also, it's a lot of land for, it is. you can't get that much over here in California. And you, so you get that much property yep. and you get a jail. Yes. Well, you know what? Let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Do you, do you are we going to give a shout out to the house of honor? But, no, but yeah, he actually reached out to me to tell me that, to give me that information. He's like, Hey, if you want ghost stuff, that's cool. But you're, you're going to get a lot more than ghosts. So there's yep. probably like people squatting there and just. A lot of drugs and stuff happening there too. So be so careful. See, what's the negative energy that's building up? Yeah. There's a lot of that. If you are in that area and so be careful, don't just, because it's been on sale, don't just go there seriously. Okay. So what you're telling me is that when I buy this jail hey, but in Florida, that you I have clean to go it clean up. it up. Yeah. You're going to clean it up. If anyone's taking it over and you're going to do any kind of paranormal, have people in there doing investigations, because I mean, if you have point twenty three acre of lot, you just have paranormals being able to go on and off in that little area and have it like, you'll still get a piece of land and you got people coming on and paying to be on that land. Just make some money right there, Chris. Oh, I've, I've, I've got it all mentally planned. Whoever buys this jail, you don't really have to do a whole lot of renovating at first. Obviously, hire some security, get it cleaned exactly. up. 23 acres, 24 acres? Dude. No, point 23. Oh, Point, point 23. It's, yeah, it's I was okay. Bad, I thought you said 23 no, 20, acres. I said point. <laughs> okay, point. I didn't I didn't hear that. Okay, that changes things. Fuck this place. I know, but it's still I mean I'm I'm not impressed anymore. It, it's gone. You're not impressed? No, but I will say this. I'll throw this idea out there so whoever wants to buy it. Not I only mean, do you have investigations money. inside, set up a nice camping area outside, have your investigators put some tents out there, paranormal camping. That's a free well, idea a, for me. There you go. Well, that's what I'm saying. There is there's actual potential on this oh, land yeah, to make money. It's also potential so. to get robbed and bitten by an alligator. <laughs> but you hire hire security that's there. I mean, security going to stop you from getting chewed on by an alligator? Yeah, say. Yeah. You and the fucking alligators. Hey, man. I'm just not down with the alligators. <laughs> so I want to give a little shout out to our house at Honor, Eric. Oh, from nice. Florida for reaching out and giving us that little information. Cool. Well done. Thanks, Eric. It just I'm just getting this overwhelming feeling that you want me to go buy this jail. I do, because you're always wanting 
your haunted area and then you'll actually get your haunted area. Well, first of all, I don't know what the neighborhood's like. It, and second of all, I don't either. Honestly. Second of all, it's in Florida. So the neighborhood I mean, is Florida. I, I, I mean, it's not that Florida is a bad place. It's just place. really far from it's your just family. Really, it's across the fucking country. It's across the country. Your yeah. family's here. Yeah, sure. It's far. And we all know how I feel about things that are far. <laughs> That's very true. But before we end the news for this week, Lena, where's my monolith? There was one found in Utah at the beginning of April where it started. It's still going. This thing's still going. <laughs> this one is actually in near Cedar City um, in Iron County, Utah. So it wasn't exactly where we found it the first time, but it's in Utah. But they're still doing it. They're still, they're still doing it. Do we give them credit at this point for continuing it or do, are we frustrated with it and want it to just go away? I, I'm laughing. This thing, this is. I don't know yet. I, I kind of want it to just go away, the whole monolith thing, because it's not paranormal. But I, I, I want to give them a little credit for keeping it alive. You know what it's like? It's like, uh, it's like remember in the late 90s where the Corys were still making movies? It's kind of oh, like that. Oh, ouch. It's when, uh, like when Corey Feldman kept his, uh, his name alive by starting a band. Oh, but yeah, that was an awesome band though. I mean, have you heard it? I highly suggest you go out and purchase his albums. Yeah. Go to, <laughs> and then show me the receipt. So I know you did it. I would rather listen to Keanu Reeves band over Corey Feldman's band. Hey, I like Dogstar. I, that's paranormal in itself. I've never Is heard it, anybody I, say, I like Dogstar. Do you really like it or you just like Keanu Reeves? I'm in love with Keanu Reeves. Well, there so you go. I'm biased as fuck. I like Keanu Reeves, but let's not, let's not push it. I'll push it. That's because something completely different. And I stopped. That's something completely stopped. different. And that's staying in there. Let that's everybody fine. know how you really feel. It's okay. My husband's right here listening. <laughs> hey, fuck that paranormal dude. I don't like him. Party on. <laughs> he was great in the third Bill and Ted. He was great in all Bill and Ted. I, I enjoyed him more in that movie than I did. In that samurai movie he made. But this is not a Chris Shits on Counters <laughs> podcast. Well, another monolith for you, House of Honors. Back in Utah. Didn't did it all start in Utah? It did. That's why I said it no, started. Full circle. End yep. it. Stop it. Put a fork in it. They're done. Please, God, no more. That, House of Honors, is the end of the news for this week's. Ghost and we have some new announcements. The House of Honor podcast now has a Patreon account. You can subscribe to one of the three tiers available. Just go to patreon.com slash House You can now subscribe to our new YouTube channel. We will be posting monthly interviews and our live shows, which will also be available on our new Twitch channel. Like and subscribe. I kind of hey. like the whole new adventure with the YouTube channel. I'm excited. All the new stuff. For All the new stuff. I wonder what corporate's going to put up there. I don't get the email, so I wouldn't know. Even with my new email account. I hear that there's a new video on the Patreon for patrons only. Remember? Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, remember the one with the garage? Yeah. That That's I on remember. there. Any and all experiences that we have will make those videos available to all patrons. So at the very least, head over there, check it out, like and subscribe when you can. Hit that little red button, subscribe. And we appreciate every single one. Absolutely. Well, that House of Honors brings us to the end of another episode. And I really didn't think I was going to enjoy doing a Bigfoot episode, but it was fun. I am all out of Bigfoot stories, but I'll probably get more if I just go eastbound Fresno. And I can't top my Bigfoot story, so. Well done. Take I'm so a bow. proud of myself. Good job. Well, that'll last you a week. <laughs> I'll take it. If you, House of Honors, have a Bigfoot story, a topic idea, or a paranormal experience that you would like to share, Lena, where can they find us? You can find us on our social media on Instagram or Twitter at How's It Haunting or send an email to How's It Haunting at gmail.com. Because we want to ask you. How's it haunting? Want to hear my song? <laughs> 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 <laughs>